microphone and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! Yeah, that's right. This cut goes out to all y'all that's been missing us for mad years. One love, yo. Yeah, that's right. He's got game. If man is the father, the son is the center of the earth In the middle of the universe Then why is this verse coming six times rehearsed? Don't freestyle much, but I write them like such Word. Amongst the fiends controlled by the screens What does it all mean, all this shit I'm seeing? <laughs> Human beings screaming vocal javelins Sign of a local nigga unraveling uh-huh. My wandering got my ass wondering With crisis and all this crisis Alright Episode 99. Are we really on 99? Mark Gastineau. <laughs> the last time we can use numbers with people. I know. It's a sad day. People people will really be upset. Um, what's going on, buddy? Well, we just got out of the movies, and I broke the rule of not talking about what we just saw. We talked about it a little bit. I mean, I, I still don't really know your full opinion on this movie, but... Um, yeah, we're not we're not allowed to talk to each other unless it's on the air now. That's not we, true. We have to hold off our conversation. Well, about topical events, I think it's a good idea. We just talked about True Detective for like a half hour. That's true. Detective. Um. um so, uh, what else is going on? Um, nothing. I got no heat. Yeah, you got no heat. Uh, they're fixing it tomorrow, supposedly. I don't know how they're going to get this freaking unit up there. Uh, there's no, like, steps. Where is it? Okay. We mean it's up in... It's up on the roof. Okay. Well, they're professionals. That's what their job is. Apparently. Those guys would probably not know how to put together a, a crew of people to shoot a barn scene that was originally in Syracuse. Right? They know how to put a heater in a roof. I guess so. It took them a long time to get here, and it's going to be, like, warm now. No, it's not. It's not going to be warm. It's the worst. The weather sucks. It's going to be, like, in the 50s again all week. I don't know what's going on. Um, So you have any notes? It's President's Day. It is President's Day. Uh, How's a... Why do we celebrate President's Day? Do you know? I do not know. Isn't it because it's like in between Abraham Lincoln and George Washington's birthday? Am I nuts for thinking that that's what it is? Maybe. Should I? Should, I like. I figured I'd ask you. Um, do you have a favorite president? No, I don't have a favorite president. <laughs> I used to ask my parents that all the time. I go. Like, I'm sure your dad has a, an answer for that. It's probably somebody we wouldn't even think of. He was probably like McKinley or somebody, you know? Didn't he get shot? Yeah. It probably wasn't McKinley. But I'm just saying, like, I'm sure it's somebody, like, that we totally wouldn't, you know, say. Uh, Let's see. Why do we celebrate? Um, How about our current president? How you doing with that guy? We're not celebrating him. (laughs) Uh, Today, the day commemorates past presidents of the USA. This is because while most states have adopted Washington's birthday, some states officially celebrate President's Day. Some states pay particular attention to Abraham Lincoln as his birthday was also in mid-February. So I was right. I had it. Um, 
Yeah. But it's basically for George Washington. Washington Lincoln. Um, yeah, I got this... Um, so, someone bought a lock of his hair. Did you hear that, homie? Whose hair? George Washington. Uh, like his actual hair or his wig hair? He doesn't have a wig. He wore a wig. That's like a misconception. Okay. He uh, actually like grew his hair out like that. All right. Well, that's what I heard from this report when someone bought a lock of his hair. Well, maybe they read the same... Nope, you're right. He did keep his own hair. I was surprised, too. Hmm. When I was listening to the story. Would you want to own a lock of a president's hair? No. I don't know what you would do with that. I don't know... Just put it in a case and just have people come over and look at it? Yeah, but if you were going to own anybody's hair, is George Washington the guy? Like who's who's second? I mean, Jesus is probably first, right? Sure, his hair is probably. I mean, I'm just saying, if you're American, available. obviously, if you're from his, India, you're not really interested in George Washington. His hair is not available. Jesus, we're talking the same. About. So somebody asked me this the other day. They said, "Who's the most famous person in the world right now?" And I said, "It's easily Donald Trump." Like I don't even think that there. I don't even think that there's a second place. I think he is by far the most popular, most famous person in the world. Everyone knows who he is. Yeah. Um, and I was like, whether you're like my five-year-old nephews know who he is. And then my, you know, like your 89-year-old grandmother knows who he is. You know what I mean? Like who else spans that whole thing? And not to mention they all have a, probably an opinion on him. I just decided to say, open my phone to look at the news, and I saved this story that Donald Trump may have committed treason. <laughs> oh, that's uh, great. It's a big surprise. It's all going to come by the time they actually like bring charges or whatever. Like he's going to be out of office. It doesn't matter. So I read an interesting article that what's really going to get him is the Southern District of New York. You know, like how he's under indictment with them, yeah. too, because he can't, there's no presidential privilege with that. Um, what do you think Donald Trump does after presidency? It's a great question. Um, well, I mean, I I think he goes to jail. <laughs> I don't think he's going to jail. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, you know, here we are, we're sitting there, just having a conversation, trying to keep it, you know, everyone... We don't want to be part of the liberal media because liberal, like... You think he goes away? Like, just is out of the spotlight? No. Or is he, like, more in the spotlight? Uh, I don't mean, he can't be any like more. writing a book. He can't be... Here's the other question is, who follows him? Because whoever follows him, it cannot keep up with our salacious appetite for idiocy. I mean... But everything this guy who follows him does is going to be, like, touted as, like... Great, because by half the people, he's gonna like fix it. He's gonna, well, he's gonna like reverse everything that Donald Trump. Did. Well, you say that, but then there's gonna be another side that everything the next person does are gonna like try to scrutinize the way that everybody scrutinizes Trump. Even though we're probably not gonna be starting on an equal playing field with whoever it is, unless Hillary Clinton runs again, and then I'll give it to them. <laughs> um, but I don't know. That's a good question. What he does? I, I mean, I certainly don't think he goes away. 
Um, He's just going to be tweeting about how bad his replacement is all the time. Yeah, and you know, the thing is, is like, you know, I don't, a lot of this is still has to be planned. Like, I know that he's not the brightest guy, and I know he does a lot of dumb things, and I disagree with about every single thought that goes through his head, I think. Um, but I just think he, I do think there's calculation. Like, so, I can't believe we're going to talk this much about but it's okay. Because it's, we're pretty dumb. Like, yeah. you know, we're dumbing it down. Like, we're not, like, sitting here trying, but like, so, he, he announces a national emergency on Friday. And then goes out and makes a speech at the White House and says, I didn't have to make this a national emergency. I could have just waited on this. But this is how it can get done faster. I just don't... And everyone's like, everyone's like, oh my god, I can't believe he said that. And it's like, don't you think he probably said that on purpose? I don't know what what the the end game is on it. I I couldn't tell you that. My guess is maybe... Well, he's like just putting his chest out, you know? He's like... Yo, is that what you think? Yeah, he's like, no one's going to tell me I can't build this wall. I'm building it. See, I, I think it's like, if he says that, the shit gets tied up forever, and then he doesn't have to actually do it. Because I don't think he actually wants to do it. Um, I think he needs this to be the issue, to keep relevancy with his party. You know, like, they need to chant this shit. And so, I think he just does things to keep this tied up. Have you seen the clips of... Uh, did you watch any of that speech? Yeah. Where he goes, and then we're going to do this, and then it's going to yeah. go to court, and then I'm going to get sued, and then they're going to say this. Yeah, John Oliver was pretty good last week. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah he did that. Yeah. Um, oh God, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, All right. So, yeah. So, President's Day. Happy President's Day, Mr. Trump. People went off today. That's what people are excited about. Um, all right. So do you have any notes? Nope. Um, so we were talking a little bit about this uh, Jussie Smollett. Yeah. We're fully a political show now. Um, yeah. About him. Uh, this guy from Empire who said that he was like the victim of, um, I guess, um, hate bashing. Right, gay bashing. Yeah, both racial and and, uh, and sexual now, orientation. Now it's coming out that he like orchestrated the whole thing and that he paid the guys because he figured out that he was going to get written off the show. So he figured that if he was high in the spotlight, that they would keep him on. That's the kind of guy you want working for you, like a guy who wants his job that bad. Well, if this is all true, he's never working again. Yeah, so congratulations. Bad. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's tough. Do we know, like, has it been confirmed any of this yet? Oh. No, it hasn't been confirmed. It's going to a grand jury, uh, this week, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait. And he, like, refuses to, uh, whether or not he should be indicted or if there's something going on. I mean, he can get in a lot of trouble for this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely get in a lot of trouble. So, like, we were talking about this, uh, it's kind of... Like, so I saw his response, and he was, or whatever, where he, because he, he like he's not responding, right. Yeah, yeah. But right before, when he said it was true, he's like, if, look, if I had said it was someone who was Muslim or Mexican, then I would 
um, then nobody would like be double checking on this. And it's like that's not a real excuse. Like if if you <laughs> if you made up a lie about something about somebody different, it doesn't make it any better or worse because they're a different ethnicity. It just means that you fucking lied about something different. Like and what? Then, and then all these people are like rushing to his side and speaking out for him, and now they're all like. Like having to like say, oh, I'll change my. Well, that's view. fair. Like people shouldn't hold people like that accountable. Like you hear a story like that. No, I understand, but what? That's the whole issue we're having, where everyone has to comment like at, right at the moment. Yeah. How about you just wait to see how the plays is out? How that's true. Plays out? On both on both sides of the aisle. Um. Tough uh, week for the Oscars. Um. Oh God, boy. I'll tell you, the only person that makes worse decisions than the people in charge of the Oscars is the guy Hugo and Alita. But we'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> uh, they they can't seem to do anything right, can they? No, this uh, this is a bad Oscar season for that program. They didn't get a uh, host. Right. They fucked that all up. And now they were like, you know what, to, to spare time, we're going to... Uh, just give out awards during commercial breaks for three uh, for three awards, so it'll speed up the time. We're not going to do short films or something that people don't care about. We're going to say editing, cinematography, and makeup. Well, they didn't really like that too much. Yeah, well, they said it was going to be a random process each year. They'd take different ones. I'm sure somehow best actor and actress and director and stuff. When short in documentary, short film, and short animated should all be those. If they no. would have picked, if they would have picked those, we'd no one would have cared. No, I disagree because you know what? You need. I, I still. I understand what you're saying. Like you, that's where like directors and stuff come from. Um, for the short films, that's where like people get their start and like they can. That was, but no, I was just going to say, like, you need, yes, you need, like, an underdog in there. You don't yeah. need just the same big heavy hitters. It's like, it's awesome that, so, it's awesome that Kobe Bryant gets to get on stage with the likes yeah. of movie stars. <laughs> no, but it's like, it, it is, it's awesome that people get to get that chance. So, I do it, I, I just think, you just got to realize that your audience is your audience. You're not getting, you're, you're not going to please everybody. So stop trying like stop with your stupid um, money award for the best blockbuster. Stop with like, oh, yeah, like you never should have expanded it past five. Like, just stop trying to fix something that nobody wants fixed. Like, there's a specific audience for this. And they, I forgot that they also tried to say only uh, Black Panther and Shallow was going to be sung, and everybody else yeah, just you're right. And they changed that now. Like, just. Except that you're gonna like you are. This who is you the are. show. Yeah, I don't know. It's like you know, there. I don't know. It's not like the NFL where you make rule changes because you realize something's not working, and then you know this is like a show that's been going on for what ninety years or whatever, a hundred years. Just, just it is what it is now. Like you're you're not gonna keep up with with kids who don't have an intention span for it. Well, they did announce that uh, Queen was going to be performing. Oh, yeah? At the Oscars with well, Adam Lambert. Well, that's smart. Like, that I get. So they got 
somebody like uh, to come and do it. Which song do you think they'll do? They'll probably do a medley. Okay. That's probably a good call. We I wonder if we can bet on that. I was going to say... We are do, the champion. Or do they do like... like um, well, the big song in that movie was Radio Gaga. It's probably going to be a, a a melody of a bunch of their popular songs. Um, yeah, you, you can't bet on that on my site right now. Um, <laughs> all right, since we're on Oscars. Yeah. Also, wait. Game, when does Game of Thrones start? Uh, April, I think. Because you can you can start betting on who's going to win the throne. The throne. And like the number one, I just want to get while we're looking at odds right now. Bran Stark is like the heavy favorite, and then Jon Snow. And I don't think it's going to be Jon Snow. You think it's too obvious? Well, I don't think he wants it. Like he's going to be like the guy that probably they offer it to or something that he ends up doing, and then he's like, "No, I'm a soldier." Okay. You know, he's going to like, I need to be out of battle. So, that's interesting because that would mean that he'd give it to... Who would he give it to? One of the Starks. So, Sansa. Because Sansa is six to one. Or does he give it to, like, Sam? I think one of the Starks is going to die. You do? Okay. Which one? I mean, I would, my money would be on um, Arya. Would be my number one. I still need to kill Arya. She's 13 to one. To, so, Bran Stark is fit, is one and a half to one. These freaking uh, writers should be betting on this. Well, again, you know, we've gone through this. It's like it's not like you're really gonna, you know, like they take a very little amount that they can bet on here. It's like probably it's an easy. Uh, okay, if they're a writer, an easy five hundred bucks. Well, that's why some people were worried why Bran Stark would be the the heavy favorite because let's face it, do you really think he's going to be? I think the thinking is that he becomes like the Night King or he becomes whoever to help like win that battle. So he's like in on a technicality. Okay, we're not betting on this. No. Okay. Uh, all right, so let's get to something that we probably will be betting on, which is the Oscars. So last night, eighth grade won WGA award for best movie, not nominated for an Oscar. Uh, I noticed that. Did we talk about this? That the Bo Burnham beat out Bradley Cooper for best director, best new director at the DGA no. awards. Yeah, yeah. People aren't giving Bradley Cooper a lot of credit for this whole thing. Um, but let's go through her. Her. Uh, um, Chelsea Peretti's joke about Bradley Cooper was pretty funny where he was like he said that he uh, had visions of what he wanted to write before uh, he even started shooting the movie yeah, or writing the movie and she's like oh what time period was that in the 70s or yeah. were you dreaming in the 70s um, let's go through the best no matter how many times they remade the movie like Bradley Cooper still thinks he <laughs> He like wrote it. <laughs> uh, best picture. So, what's the favorite? The favorite is Heavy Roma. Now for, for best picture. Best picture. Heavy Roma. Minus four fifty. Oh wow! So I told you a couple weeks back that I liked the Stars Born at plus four fifty. It is now sixteen to one. It's not. Gonna 
I know it's not. What's going Green to win. Book? Green Book is four to one. I don't think Green Book can win because of all the problems. But so Roma's going to win both international film and best picture. And while you liked Roma, Roma's, I did love Roma. Roma's fucking boring. Like I, I don't know. Like I wouldn't say boring. I would say slow moving. There's a difference. Roma's fucking boring. Um, I, I didn't find it boring. All right. Well, I loved it. Huh, I, I, great. Thought it was great. Look, I liked it. It was in my top ten of the year. Did you want to give your review of Heartbeat Loud? Well, Ugh. I can't believe that movie is in your top ten. Like, it's like my top five. Dude, what did like, you like about that movie? It was a very enjoyable film. I liked all the uh, performances. Um, yeah, I'll give you the performances thought, are uh, fine, but they don't have to do anything. Like, It's not like anybody really acts in the movie. Everyone's just kind of like, hey, I'm too cool. I'm in Brooklyn at a fucking record store. It's like nobody has to really try. I don't know. I thought the movie had a lot of heart. I liked it. See, I didn't feel like it had any heart. I feel like it was just this, like, one or two. Like, just, I didn't get the connection with those. Like, they're, they're okay. I, I'll take that back. I get the connection with those two. But it's such a basically retread, like, version. The only difference is this one takes place in Brooklyn in a record store, which is just hip hipping up the old thing of, I don't know. Like, what are you trying to compare it to? Any any movie that has it's about singing, any of them. Like, we'll start with the la- the one that the guy from Once made with Mark Ruffalo. Begin again. Yeah, another one of your favorites. It's just like that, except it's not nearly. It's, well, that was way better than this one. Um, it was like one of the most forgettable things I think I've ever. I can't even remember why I didn't like it because it was such a who gives it. Shit. Well, I'm curious to see your review of Adrift, then. That's your next one to watch. Yeah, I put that in my Netflix queue. I, I did. Only, I, it was something I totally would have would have um, passed on, but because you liked it, now I have to watch it. Is it on Netflix? It's on the DVD. Oh. Okay. I still get DVDs. <laughs> I'm the one person. They're going to like... They sit, they sit there for like three months on top of my VCR and collect dust. And then I'm like, okay... I can finally watch Hearts Beat Loud. Because, yeah, that's my life. Um, what's the one I have coming next is one I wanted to really see before the end of the year. Is the one with um, Lakeith Stanfeld, where he's the guy that answers oh, the phone. Yeah, I want to see that. So, that's my next. That's the one I'm sitting in my mailbox now. I would say let me borrow it, but uh, you keep forgetting to bring it. It's true. Yeah, you know what? As my penance, I'll bring that over... With your other movies, and you can just put it into the mail. All right, sounds good. Um, oh, who's making fun of the Netflix guy now? <laughs> I didn't make fun of you. Uh, all right, you made fun of yourself. It's true. Roma. Well, maybe I was just talking to myself. Um, Roma minus four fifty. Speaking about movies, I went to see a screening of uh, Fighting with My Family. Oh yeah. This week. Oh yeah, I seen. What did you work? So you worked on that movie. I did. How how much did you did you work on reshoots or did you work on the? No, movie? I worked on the whole. I couldn't LA, remember L.A. portion of it. Did you send out a text or a Facebook message to everyone saying you're welcome? No, I haven't done that yet. Right. Um, it's pretty good. I think it, they did a good job. I think uh, people are going to like it. It's going to make a lot of money. 
You think it'll make a lot of money? Yeah, I do. It was only made for like ten million bucks. Yeah, okay. So it'll make a lot. Right. Yeah. I was just going to ask that. But you know what? Here's the thing. It was. It. It is. It looks good. It the, seems like the kind of thing that's going to stay in the theaters it's for very a couple months. It's like very like low key. Like it's in, in, in really indie. Mm. Uh, the only problem I had with the movie, which I didn't notice in the script, is that like it's very behind the scenes, like wrestling stuff. Uh-huh. But then when it gets to the end, they don't really give you that moment where they tell her that she's going to win. They just show you the match and she wins. Oh, so we don't need to see it then. It's a true... She's going to win. You know, like, from the beginning that she's going to win. And it's a true story. Okay. So, the whole point is that she is this, like, comes from this really small town in England and wins the, uh, the thing. The... WWE champion. But anyway, they never show you the moment where they tell her that she's going to win. They just, like, show the match. Which I felt like they needed that moment. Major plot hole, buddy. It is. Because the whole time they're showing you, like, how it's fixed. For for a movie that nobody's seen yet, thanks for telling us what they screwed up about the ending. We appreciate it. It's not going to ruin anything. You know she's going (laughs) to win from the beginning. You know what? You should definitely not say your decision. It. Oh, you got space. Everyone, in there. that's why it's warm in here. Everybody going into this movie knows she's going to win. Okay? I didn't know it. What do you think the movie's about? Her winning. I don't even really know what it's about. Uh, it's a true story about Paige, who's been in some issues, had some issues uh, after this. Oh, really? But uh, what's the, not now? You've piqued my interest. What issues did Paige have after this? And who's Paige? Paige is, uh, like, one of the most popular WWE women wrestlers. Okay. Divas. And uh, she came from this, like, really small town in England. Her whole family is, like, wrestlers. And they're, like, the, you know, the wrestling that, where they really hurt each other. Yeah. And uh, their dreams are to become a, uh, become a... Professional wrestler. Professional wrestler. And... Her and her brother, like, basically, like, get a tryout for WWE. All right, so what's she in trouble for? I'll let you... She's not in trouble, just things came out. But you... I'll let you guys Google it. Oh, that you'll keep us in suspense for. The movie ending, you'll just let us know right off the bat. You know from the beginning she's going to win. Anyway, the movie's about her. Winning. Um, all right, so let's go back to the Oscars. I want to know what what the we'll deal talk with... about it when we're done. Why is this something you can't talk about? I on don't the... really want to talk about. It. All right, what is it personal? It's a personal thing to you. No, if it's public, it's public. We'll talk about it after we let's go back to the Oscars. In Roma, four minus four fifty. Green Book plus four hundred. Stars born sixteen to one. Favorite sixteen to one. Hold on. So there you go. I gave you the info off the air. Favorite sixteen to one. Black Panther twenty to one. Black Clansman thirty to one. Bohemian Rhapsody thirty to one. And Vice ten thousand to one. Or a uh, thousand to one. <laughs> Vice is. If anyone wants to bet Vice, give me a call. I'll take your money. So what 
What should win and what will win? Um, I think, uh, I mean, Roma, Green Book, we said was our favorite movie. I mean, I feel like... But just because something's your favorite doesn't mean it's the best. I don't know if I want to say that Roma should win, even though it was a great film. It should win Best Foreign, which now Cold War might. Is that even nominated? I think so, yeah. Or the shoplifters one people really like. Yeah, I want to see that. It's supposed to be good. I don't have a copy of your... There's no copy of shoplifters, so you don't have to... No, I don't think that came out. Um, I still think I'm... I, still? I'm still going to put money on Star Born. It's 16 to 1. I just feel like... How the hell do you know what the Oscars are going to... You know? It's so like... This is going to be a hard one to figure out. Yeah. That's why I don't like those odds. It's been so, so many terrible movies. Not, <laughs> not terrible movies, but movies that shouldn't be nominated for a category. Like, if you were going to nominate, I mean, I, I... You, like, go back into history and, like, look at all these movies that are nominated, and, like, there are years where, like, five movies were, like, amazing. Yes. You know what I mean? And you're just like, wow, how did this one... And the, now, the last two years have been like, how did this one... Yeah. Like... No, it's true. And I it's mean, like... One, one, like, three years ago, not Shape of Water, but... Well, so let's say so it was Shape of Water. Before that was Moonlight, the La La Land Moonlight. Oh yeah, and then before that, I always think it's Argo because <laughs> that was like a moment that I was like, I can't believe this movie won. Because as you said, it's a movie about people trying to catch a plane. Yeah, it's really all that happens in the movie. You're <laughs> absolutely right. Um. Anyway. I'm sure we would think of it if we wanted to waste everybody's time, yeah. but... I just um, feel like if you go back and look at, like, the old Oscar uh, nominees, you see you see these movies that are just, like, five amazing, awesome movies that are fighting for this chance, and now it's, like, watered-down movies. Yeah, I was just... Um, I think it's Ranker or Vulture. Vulture.com. I'd ranked all of the... Every Best Picture winner... Um, ever, and Casablanca was one. Godfather was two. You know the the All About Eve three on the you know, um, not very many from recent memory up there. Guess- Moonlight actually, Moonlight was eleven. I'm guessing A.O. Scott was the one that wrote this. He loves black and white movies. No, but okay, fair enough. Where he was on. Was it Robert Ebert? Or Ebert and Rope, whatever the hell that thing was. He would always, like, they would go, he would always review a movie that was, like, black and white that no one cared about. Yeah, it's funny, because, like, the ones that it wrecks are, like, The Artist, Driving Miss Daisy, um, A Beautiful Mind, Dances with Wolves, Crash. Um, I don't know. Anyway, um, so... Shape of Water's not very high up here either. No. Um, right. So, are you going to bet anything? That's the question. Uh, You're not going to join me on a Star is Born. Not on Best Picture, but okay. So let's go to let's go to um, Best Director then. Well, Alphonse Cuarón is is going to win. Yeah, he's minus fifteen hundred. Yeah. So, kind of stupid to bet on any on any of this. Because your next best is Spike Lee at five to one, and you could see him giving it to Spike Lee just because, you know, 
body of work. There's a lot of bad movies in the Spike Lee catalog, though. And that movie wasn't even that good. I agree. Um, it's definitely not going to Yargos Leth- Lethemos for the favorite. I watched that, finally. The favorite? Oh, no, sorry. The uh, Cold, Cold War. War. What did you think of Cold War? It's pretty good. Okay. Another black and white movie. Great. Um, best actor. So, Remy Malik is now a huge... Do you want to tell the kid. end of Cold War? Yeah, please. <laughs> you uh, know they're going <laughs> to... You know the war ends. Um, <laughs> Remy Malik is now minus 650. Christian Bale, 3 to 1. Bradley Cooper, 51. Vigo, seven, 75 to 1. I would put uh, a little bit on... Uh, and Willem Dafoe, 100 to 1. On Christian Bale. But 3 to 1 still isn't that great at odds. He's just won... Remy Malik's won every single yeah. award. Like, every single award. I'm not going to be mad that he wins because he was good. If anything else good happens to that movie, I'm going to vomit. <laughs> um, I was listening to some guys talking about it. It, it might uh, win some sound mixing stuff. Okay. That I won't have a problem with then. But I was listening to these guys talk about, is it the worst nominated best picture ever? It's a good question. It's a good question. Um, okay. Best actress... I will go through. We should go through and then come back with our wars for next next week. We'll, g- we'll go through what we think is one of the worst nominated movies. Worst, like. worst, yeah, best picture nominee. Okay, I like that. Uh, you'd think we would have done this before tonight's podcast, but hundredth episode. It's very, uh, very special. Stay tuned. All right, uh, best actress, Glenn Close is. Minus twelve hundred. Um, Still haven't seen that movie. Me neither. You have it? I have. It's in my brother's. I think. Um, it's such a terrible name for a movie. That's probably why I haven't seen. Olivia Coleman six to one. Lady Gaga nine to one. The Roma Chick thirty to one. And Melissa McCarthy eighty five to one. I still think putting money on Olivia Coleman's good. I mean, I get that. What was it eight to one? She's six to one. Yeah, that's my. That's a good bet. Because that's a good movie. People like it. People like her. She's been winning here and there. You know, I'm not ready to just concede and say that Glenn Close is going to win a movie that nobody saw. Um, okay. Best Supporting Actor. Mahershala. Who's going to win? At minus 30 to 1. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, and then you got like Richard Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me? I just still don't. That movie is just so. Okay. It won Best Script at the WGA. Oh, yeah? Adapted Screenplay. Um, Sam Elliott, twelve to one. I can. It's the only other person you could talk me into like seeing win that. Um, but you can't talk me into it that well that I would waste my money on it. Adam Driver, not forty-five even to one. Movie. Sam Rockwell, forty-five to one. That's true. He's got so little screen time. Hershaw Lake. Do we decide a good time? He's definitely gonna win. Is he a good time though? <laughs> He's not a good time. He smiled in Alita Battle Angel. He did have a smile. But I think he was taking... He was possessed. He was possessed by somebody else to, to make him smile. Uh, all right. And finally, Best Supporting Actress. Regina King is only minus 275. Um, Amy Adams is plus 325. Rachel Weisz, plus 550. Emma Stone, 25 to 1. And that Roma chick, 25 to 1. I think... Regina King is probably a good bet. I think. I do too, especially if you can get her for. I mean, if that goes down a little closer, to even money. Yeah. That's some sweet action. That is some sweet action. 
so yeah, it's our All right. enjoy your um, three and a half hour pot, uh, not podcast uh, show, yeah. Oscar telecast. Since now we have to show everything, but you know we what? Knew. We knew. Yeah, you've been enjoying it that way. Actually, for 90 it years. might be less because there's no host. There's no monologue. It's true. Whatever they do for the Oscars, they're going to think it's so creative, and it's not going to be. Yeah. It's going to be terrible. Um, hopefully, prove us wrong, Oscars. Prove us wrong. <laughs> All right. So, one movie that will not be uh, making any appearances at any Oscars ever is Alita Battle Angel, safe to say? Alita Battle Angel. Yeah, I don't think that's... Uh, it might win some vid- might be nominated for a visual effects award. All right. So, let's do it. Where, where do you come out on Alita Battle Angel? This is the number one movie of the of the week. Weekend, yeah. It made some cash. Um, was this movie originally supposed to go out, come out a while ago? Yeah, it was supposed to come out like a year and a half ago. What happened? Probably just visual effects stuff. And like, it was supposed to be a summer movie, right? Yeah, it was supposed to come out in August, and they pushed it to like January, and then they pushed it, or they pushed it to December, and then they pushed it again. Because I remember seeing this trailer... Yeah. You know, a while ago, and be like, "Oh, this is good. This looks good." Um, James Cameron's involved. It's going to be good. Well, he was originally supposed to direct it. Okay. And then it kept getting pushed or whatever, so he had to go do Avatar. So he got Robert Rodriguez uh, involved. Um, they're using all the same technology, right? Um, what did you think of the technology? I thought it looked great. Okay, so what did you think of this movie? Sorry, I, I interrupted you. Um, not my favorite. No. Um, the story was not very put together well. Um, it seemed like it was going somewhere, and then it, like, reversed and went back to something that we thought was already over, like the, the rollerball stuff. Like, that yeah. was not... Like, the build-up was so just kind of... Maybe it was the editing. Um I don't know if it was the script or the editing, but it just felt like we kept going to something and then it would go back and like a new storyline would come and then it would go off into a different direction and then it would come back to where we thought it was going to happen like 30 minutes ago. Yeah. I kind of feel like this movie, to me when I was watching it, it was like watching somebody's first draft. Like what you're saying. Um, Where... It's someone's first draft, and they hand it to a friend to make notes. And like, oh yeah, I gotta throw that in there. All right, cool, it's done. That's how it felt. Like the one of my least favorite things ever about movies is like explaining exposition through dialogue. And the problem is they had to build this world, and they had to explain things to you. You got a thing right there. Oh, what kind of a thing? An eyelash. It's oh. about to get in there. Um. But, yeah, so they have to explain things to you, and um, it doesn't, like... Like what? Because um, well, they do have to explain stuff. No, I understand, like but, but there's stuff that's like... build the world. Well, there's sometimes that they do it so overly obvious where they'll say, um, you know, like, she she's in, like, a war scene all of a sudden. All of a sudden she remembers she's in a war scene, and they, like tell you like her backstory in the middle of it she's like oh I totally remember my backstory now and like yeah I'm at you know I also had a problem with like you didn't really understand 
you thought that all these hunter guys were all like kind of like a group yeah like these bounty hunters like where they were hanging out at the same bar like just shit, shooting the shit but then all of a sudden they want to kill this girl yeah and then she has this whole speech where she says if I kick your ass you have to come and help me and that never even happens yeah she true. kicks all their asses and then no one comes to help her they try to end up trying to yeah. kill her um the well so the opposite also happens of what I was saying about explaining exposition this is why I want to finish my point without that you just said yeah um Three quarters of the movie, Jennifer Connelly's got a dot in her head. And then all of a sudden, with like 10 minutes left of the movie, she's like, I don't, or Christoph Waltz is like, I used to live up there, but I, t- I took that dot off my head. And you're like, oh, so that's what that means. Because I don't remember them saying at any other point in the movie. Like, there's some things they just miss telling you because you're building this world, and there's some things. Anyway. With, and with Christoph Waltz, too, they didn't know how to, he didn't really have an ending. To his character. Right. He just... There was a lot of things that they, like, stretched. They didn't really tell you. One thing is, like, how everyone could communicate to her, like, on this... Never explained that. Everyone was just like... The the boyfriend was just like, Hey, I'm in trouble! And she didn't even have a helmet on at the time. All right. We got some people to get into. You're starting to bring up some characters and some flaws with some things. Like... Let's go ahead and just talk about Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz is a weapon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Christoph Waltz. He's this bounty hunter that carries the most ineffective weapon. It's like it's, weighs more than he does. Yeah, and it's like it takes so long for him to like to swing it. Yeah. Like someone could just knife you right in the gut like while you're trying to swing them. Exactly. Thing. Like if he... He has his weapon is the the equivalent of like spinning the wheel um, on the Price is Right. Like it is. It's like takes as much effort for him to wield this weapon as it would for you to try to get a dollar on the notch going beep 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 beep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's just it's ridiculous. Um, and everybody had so much more faster weapons like. The, the things that tentacles and all these other shit that, like, all these guys had, like, firing, you know, missiles and shit. Yeah. I can't believe he's lasted this long with that thing. Um. <sighs> and he's old. Yeah, it's, that's true. Um, but you're right, the technology is good. The ro- what is it called? Murder ball or roller ball? What was it called? I thought it was murder ball. Murder ball. Wasn't there another murder ball yeah, or something else? it's called something else. Like. Is this going to happen in every movie about the future that there's some kind of skating ball game where people get killed and stuff? Like, have we just all universally decided we're going to write a script about the future? Yeah, it's all, uh, what's that race movie? Death Race. There's, right. Is it, do we have to, have we all decided that this is how it's going to go and we're just going to live with it? Because if not, let's come up with a different sport. I'm just saying. I also want to say... And maybe it's just this said some of the and anyone could just like walk in and play this game. True, they just walk in and they're like, "All right, I'm in." Um, one of my um, favorite things about this movie was, I, I'm maybe you can tell, but the the extra work was some of the worst I've ever seen. Like in these crowd scenes and stuff, like and to me. It's a sign of some bad directing. Like, somebody's not paying attention to what well, the Robert people are Reyes doing. Well, Robert isn't known for uh, big, great movies. Okay. 
But I mean, but you could you'd see some of the, the interactions in the background, and you see some of the costumes, and you're like, I don't know who put this to get like, um, and like all like it seemed like all the street scenes like there wasn't a dedicated area like people would just be like all right this is our murder ball park and then like, it was like a like a major street that people were like like doing business and shit and like in there in the middle of this freaking crowd just doing fucking murder ball right oh, it's motor ball that's that's what it's called motor ball um not murder i thought it was murder the whole time i was like there's a murder ball and something else i think that's the one with james Kahn. That's yeah. Rollerball. I don't know. Murderball was uh, something. Um, so, oh, okay. So the big guy was Jackie Earl Haley. I didn't realize that. Oh. So that's my next question is, who signed on first to do this? You've got some big names in smaller parts. Who do, who got on first and then... All right, so we're, we'll get into... We're going to do some spoilers here. Okay, so just deal with it, or don't listen, both of you. Um, you think Christoph Waltz? I mean, do you think they get like they get? All right, we got Christoph Waltz, and they reach out to Mahershala Ali and Jennifer Connelly, and then they're like, Ed Norton's like, yeah, I'll be in it with that cast. Or like, how do you think that this all plays out? That they get these actors who aren't even major, you know? I mean, Christoph James Waltz Cameron. is a main is a main character. Yeah, okay. James Cameron, when he does solid stuff, people want to do the shit. So. Um, what did you think of the big reveal at the end of who um, the bad guy was? I it was ineffective. No in, the, in the reason and in, in the purpose reason was that it didn't have an ending. He just showed him and then like never got to him. Yeah, I wanted to see if there was going to be a twist up there. Like everyone was dead except for him. That's what I thought was going to happen. They were going to go up there and, like, he was, like gonna, Oz? he was going to be the only one up there. Like, it was a big con or ruse all time. Okay. We never got up there. Um, all right. I want to spend some time on Hugo, the boyfriend. That's one of my least favorite characters of mo- any movie ever. He's um, not going to fall in love with her because he can't, have, you know, like... Just oh, do we have to stop and stop the podcast so you can explain to me? Yes. Because you don't like to talk about those sort of things on the air? This is, this is in a movie. This is in real life. Okay. Uh, go ahead. But yeah, so like, it just, he fell in love with her pretty quick. Well. And we don't even know what age she is. Yeah. He, oh, she's over 300. Um, he's a... <laughs> That's true. But he's a te- she's a teenager. She looks like a teenager. He's a street tough guy with baby face features. He's like the worst casting of all time. Like, and I'm not even. I'm. I'm sure. I have no idea. I'm like looking it up now. Who he is or what he's from. If he's a good actor, bad actor, I have no idea because that's not his fault. You don't want this kid. I mean, I, I just you're you're setting up your your other main character to be this like um this like good looking like it's and just, you have to believe that he really like is in love with her right i even throw that aside and he's not good enough actor to portray that okay but i don't even know if he's a good or bad actor again i just know that this character he looks like a jonas brother he does look like a jonas brother and he's supposed to be the tough like 
You know, on like Shameless season one, they yeah, had the like, kid. He's like the goon from uh, that from Herschel. Elliott. You would think you'd want someone tougher. Yeah, like this guy. He he's wearing like um, clothes from like Chess King, and he's got like a nice he's perm. Wearing, uh, like uh, fucking Han Solo gear. Yeah, and he's like the leather jacket. The uh, He's got he's got very soft features, you know. He's like one of the least intimidating looking people of all time, um, and he's like your your like street you know your street rat your your street punk kid, and he along with his like group of friends were the United Colors of Benetton. It's like every hey. Make sure we don't offend anybody because everyone, every race has to be com- and sex has to be completely covered in this group yep. uh, of of somewhat models slash street toughs. <laughs> um, worst fucking like it's so like I thought they stopped doing shit like that in like the sixties in movies where it's like you know it's not West Side Story okay where like they're fighting like this it's like dude and then. I'm guessing, I don't know who else passed on this, but when the script went around, most people that they probably were reaching out to were like, I'm not going to be this pussy. Like, this guy might be the biggest pussy of all time in movies. You know, his girlfriend, who's a robot, is riding around in in the middle of the, the biggest match with eight people trying to kill her. And she takes a phone call from him, somehow, in her suit, and says... Hey man, this guy's trying to kill me. Can you come save me? And she's like, "Sure." You know, like. And then the announcers are like, "What's going on here?" That, that <laughs> yeah, you're right. The I announcers. That. that was so bad. That was like in Star Wars when they did like the pod racing in the first, uh, like the first remake yeah. Star Wars thing, and the like they had like all this corny. Yeah, yeah they're right. Um, I just it was horrible. And that character was horrible. And so the fact that the ending, again, spoiler, is her trying to save him. I was, you know, you just have to be seen, like, push him, please. Like, don't let him live. This guy, he's already died once. Yeah. You know, like, oh, oh, he's so and bad. they didn't even, like, show you him, like, getting up and realizing that he was a, a uh, robot. This is like, and Christoph Watts is like, he's gone! <laughs> And she's like, I know where he's going. Yeah, but the best is Christoph Waltz. She just kills the main bad guy. And as she's pulling the sword out, her phone rings. He's like, hey, guess what? Uh, your boyfriend left. And she's like, oh, no. Um, that's so convenient that you called me right when I got done killing the main bad guy. And then runs up to go save him. Um, I'm, I was so happy she didn't save him. But, like, he... Again... I don't know who cast this movie. I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know whose decision it was. I mean, he is the guy from TJ Hooker um, or Hill Street Blues. I'm going to sh- – I'll, I'll show you. In t- it's a guy. I forget his name. It's Danny something. He was in Titanic. Uh, he's one of the – he's Leonardo DiCaprio's Italian-ish his Italian friend that makes it on the boat with him in the card game. Oh, yeah. And, but he's got a really horrible Italian accent. That's this guy. He's like the new Aladdin. Like, th- there's so many horrible things <laughs> about this casting of this kid to be. The, and I, again, I feel bad. I don't know him. I'm just, maybe he's a good actor. It was just awful. 
And I couldn't stop. And I, I couldn't stop thinking about it the entire time. That somebody made a decision that this guy needs to be the romantic lead of this movie. Like, there's just a hundred different options. You know what I mean? Like, just somebody with some sort of, I don't know, mystery. Yeah. I mean, the Karate Kid, the original Ralph Macchio, was a tougher guy than this guy. <laughs> it really bugged me. Apparently. Yeah. So I'm just glad I got it. a forum uh, where no one listens to me yell about this. Um, yeah, so it wasn't that good. No, it was not that good. Um, I yeah, um, it's funny. So I'm reading this. I was looking reading at this review, and it was saying about that guy. It's amazing. It's a remarkable feat that in a movie that features dozens of robotic characters and warrior cyborg protagonists, the dullest and least lifelike acting came from a human man. Oh, man. But, uh... So, that's, uh... Skip Alita. Yeah, Skip Alita. Um, Motoborough. Moto you know, here's what here's what the movies have done with us. Uh, it used to be you'd skip any movie that was coming out around now because you're in the award shit. Now we get, you know, now that we're, like, you get all... You can see all the award movies pretty easily, and even if you're not getting screeners, they're still pretty out there. So you're either seeing that, uh, but like the last two years, they released some like decent movies at this time. Like Get Out came out around this time, yeah. and Black Panther came out. Quiet Place. Oh, Quiet Place. Okay, that came out around this time too. Yeah. So like some good movies. So now you're like, all right, I'm going to give a January, February movie a chance. Um, and now I think the next one we're going to wait for is Marvel, Captain Marvel, right? Oh, I don't know. It's coming out in two weeks. Well, I don't know. Do you have, like, some kind of app that gets you um, all of the trailers before they come out? Because you seem to post on your social media feeds um, I, trailers for movies before, like, I, I, I even know they exist. I uh, haven't posted. The only thing I posted was that yesterday trailer. Which looks great. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, but, no, I don't post that many trailers. They did show the trailer for Pet Cemetery well, at, at the movie. I don't want to say that you post it, but you you see every trailer as soon as it comes out. It is an amazing feat. Well, I'm on like film production boards, like all the time. so that's okay. Deadline and Hollywood. Or I don't know about Pet Cemetery. Like I love the the I movie, wanted, the first the original yeah, movie. It looks like too much of the same. Which but they kill a different kid. Well, it's, they change it to a girl instead of a right. kid. But the girl's a little older than the kid was. Yeah. But I don't know. It's at least, as long as it has Zelda in it, we're we're good. Yeah, that's it. enough to make me not I want to see it. I saw the trailer and has has her in it. I saw the I, I saw the trailer too, and was, I just yeah was, yeah. They showed that. They showed Mission and not Mission Impossible. Men in Black. Oh. And then uh, I still haven't seen Men in Black three, and I don't care. I'm not really excited for Men in Black. And then they showed Dark Phoenix. Oh, okay. X-Men, too. Yeah. X-Men. Oh, I did see the trailer for that. Which hey, maybe I do see more trailers Which looks really good. Yeah. But uh, I don't like Sansa Stark. I don't I don't think she's a good actress. Well, I guess we're going to find out. She's, I've never seen her act. 
All she does in Game she of Thrones was, is she was in the last X Men. Yeah, but but she's not a huge character. Well, I guess she. I mean, she's a huge character, but she didn't have a lot in that movie. Well, this is her. Yeah. So we'll see. This whole movie's about her. Yeah, so. and it's the most compelling character, probably. I mean, I know people may say Wolverine, but she's an amazing. Which I just watched Logan the other day. It ran. It randomly was on. I saw it again. I hadn't seen it since the theater. Uh-huh. That was a good movie. Yeah, Logan's awesome. I agree. I think that made into both our top tens last year. Although I feel like he should have like got her blood. Somehow. Do you think? Do you think? And I feel like the ending should have been um, Wolverine not dying, going to this oasis with the kids, and end up being like taking the reins from Mister X. Okay, I'm more he's into like it. the he's like the main guy. I think Logan is better than every movie that was nominated this year. It's at least of, of the movies that were nominated, it's in the best three. It's a good movie. It was really well done. Um, all right. Let's talk NBA weekend. Let's do some I forgot sports. we said other stuff. What does that mean? I forgot we had other did you make Did you make plans or something? No, I just uh, forgot we had other things. All right, so uh, you're the one that has... I gotta go! Well, I, I'm about like I know, 45 minutes from home. You have a nice home. little drive. I'm not going to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also unemployed right now, so uh, it's okay. So this is your your joint Saturday night, NBA Saturday. Here, I watched every single moment of NBA weekend. You watched the? I watched the. All-Star game? I watched the All-Star game. I didn't watch any. I watched the skills challenge. I watched the dunk contest. I watched the three-point contest. I watched the celebrity game, and I watched the Rising Stars Challenge. Wow! Yeah, that's a, that's pretty suck on that. So I was um, really hungover so on Friday. I'll, I'll let you take the reins then, or Saturday. Um, all right. My favorite moment of the whole thing was the three-point contest. I told you this before, where they brought all the old three-point shooters out. Mark Price. Uh, was it Mark Price, Ray Allen, um, Del Curry, Del Curry, and Glenn Rice? Yeah. And they like basically said, anytime I make a basket, it's a thousand dollars that the Curry brothers have to put towards like this Charity. foundation yeah. for giving kids. And, and they, they went up raising like six thousand dollars, and none of them hit any three-point shots. <laughs> I feel like so bad for them. Yeah. Who's tough? Um, all right, let me start off with which Mark Price one? That guy is fucking. Money. Well, that's the thing is. All right, so I was I watching that, and I missed. thought I thought for sure Ray Allen was going to hit the whole rack because he's still in great shape. He was in the Celebrity All Star Game, which is what which I'll start with, um, and he was like good. He was hitting like four pointers. They had like the four point play. Um, the the thing that's funny about the Celebrity All-Star Challenge is, like, there's some people who take it really seriously. Who was, like, the big celebrity in it? Um, what was interesting this year is they had a hometown hero on each team. So the guy that stopped the Waffle House, like, shooting. There was a lot of Charlotte stuff. Yeah, I like that, actually. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, maybe, maybe if you... If you lived something like, you know, when you lived somewhere, you notice it a little bit more. You know, since we used to live down there. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I didn't know that, that Dr. Um, or what's his name? The comedian that's terrible that's uh, on the... Ken? 
Yeah. I didn't know he was from Greensboro. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he grew up in Greensboro. Um, but, um, all right. So, the big... Um, Can he play basketball? Oh, he wasn't in this. Oh. I just didn't know he was from Greensboro. Um, I was reading a review of how horrible his comedy special is and how he reverts back to just using every horrible Asian stereotype. Like, look at my small dick! Like, you know, and everyone's like, oh, really? Didn't we, like, kind of get past all that, you know? I saw some uh, um, episodes of Off the Boat on the plane Uh for my flight. I thought it was actually really funny. Okay. I'm in. Not that I watch, I'll watch it, but I, I thought it was good. I get it. Um, all right, so going back to the All Star game. So the big, so last year the big player was Quavo, Quavo, from um, Migos, uh, and he was like really good last year. And so this year I watched the beginning. He started and he just came out driving. And you know what really annoys me, and this annoys me about every All Star game, and I heard someone else say this too. Um, and then, which is what it kind of prompted. Nobody's really playing defense in these games. So when you take somebody like to the hole, like you're really not taking them to the hole. So stop. You so know what I mean? Luke Cage. Luke Cage was in there. Doctor Oz. Doctor Oz looks great. Like he so actually knows he has how to play. JB Smooth was uh, yes, he was in there. Jay Williams. Jay Williams, you know what? Is not that good at basketball. I know he used to be. I remember, but he's not anymore. Um, Ray Allen. Ray Allen was good. Uh, Quavo. So, Quavo was like, was um, like ball hogging it. And I was getting really annoyed by that. I really was. I was like getting annoyed. Because I was like, <laughs> why are you trying, you know, like, I, I actually appreciate that you're trying hard. But try hard with like passing and rebounding. Don't just keep like, like don't just see everything as your shot. I hate playing basketball people like that. So they had the waffle... Uh, house guy? Yeah, the guy used to, and then they had another hometown hero, and I, I apologize for not remembering what that guy did. Um, yeah, so that was, I mean, it wasn't like uh, a lot of WNBA players. Not not big names when you look down the line there, you know? Um, but, um, and it's Steve Smith? Steve Smith, yeah. Um, but, you know, that's when the problems. When the Hassan Minaj, when, when you look at like when they do have like really big names, they feel like they have to give them the MVP, like the Kevin Hart every year, having to make it all about him and Bieber the one year. They also had that comedian who was like a, a little person. Um, it, uh, let's see. oh Daughtry was in there. That's right. Um, and the guy that wound up winning um, the MVP was some. Like comedian famous Los, he's a social media influencer, yeah. and it was kind of bullshit because he had like all these like three threes, but they were all banked, and you know he wasn't calling that shit. Um, these are the things that I look for when I'm watching the game, which is probably <laughs> stupid. Um, where's the little guy, the little guy? Um, I think he was uh, Brad Williams. That's his good? name. Dude, it was really it was really weird because they would pass him the ball. The well, way. he went. Yeah, he'd like he'd give it up right away, and he was like trying really hard, but like, you know, there's NBA players running by him, and he's like up to their knees. Like, um, it's just very noticeable. It looks like 
It looked like it, if, like, there was a... I can't say anything that's going to not get me in trouble for this, but, like, almost as it, like, like, um... It just didn't... It didn't... He wasn't that... It was tough for him. Um, all right. So then, I was really excited about the international versus U.S., like, team game. You know, because, like, I love Luka Doncic. Doncic. Uh, he was not that good in this game. He just seems happy to be hanging around. Like, he's yeah. just, like, psyched. I mean, um, yeah, he was, like, pumped at skills challenge. Meanwhile, Kuzma is probably all pissed. Like, I'm going to probably be on a different team next year, so i got to worry about, you know, impressing these guys. So he wins MVP of that. But he was good. Um, who else is really good? Uh, someone else you'd expect. I can't, I, I can't remember. Um, oh, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is awesome, too. So, you know, it's the U.S. versus the world and that. And I actually was rooting for the world. I like a lot of those players better, which I felt like a traitor. Uh, but then I remember who, who our president is, so I didn't feel so bad. Um, and then um, you see what you've done to us, Trump. You made us root for the, the international team. All right, so now we're on Saturday. So Saturday, sorry. Took a while to get there. Yeah. Um, skills challenge. You, not you know, my favorite. You, not, not your favorite? I don't like it. It's too slow. I love the skills challenge. I feel like it's just like lack of day zeal. Here's what I want to say about the skills challenge. not even how you say it. Now, again, all of the shit. Say that? Lack all of the, Lackadaisical. All this shit is for like. Ten-year-olds, so, but I love it. It's a, it feels like really slow to me. This doesn't seem like a skill. The other prob- than Jason Tatum hitting half-court shots. Well, that's the problem with the skills challenge. Is it all comes down to that three-point shot? And they started saying it in like, when they were commentating, and it was Reggie Miller commentating. And he's like thinks that three-point shooting is the best skill, so he was like rooting for it. But I was like, this is bullshit. If De'Aaron Fox can fly down, throw a pass, and fly back, but can't hit the three. And then, yeah, like, Donkic can, like, pull up from half court and hit it. It's kind of bullshit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, it was kind, just, of, kind I, of tainted to me. I just was like, I don't care about this. Uh, just, well, most of the world agrees with you. Um, I think it's interesting who participates in each of these things, because it's it's become that... The the NBA stuff is too. You have to, like if you're good, you're you're too good for this shit. But for some reason, like the skills challenge still gets some pretty pretty big players, and the three point contest gets three really good players. Yeah, I mean there was like eight hundred guys. So let's yeah. go into that. So yes, they expanded the field to ten, which was brutal. Yeah, it was took a long time. Now I love it because I love I I find it very relaxing to watch people just pull. A ball off a rack and shoot it over and over again. I don't know what it is about that that calms me, but I enjoy it. Um, really hard to sit with someone who's not a basketball fan and be like, why do you like this? Um, and I was, like, getting giggly excited when Stephen Curry was at the end and he could have beaten the unstoppable Joe Harris from the Nets. Yeah. Which I'm sure they were really glad that they, like, that they that he won. Uh, I see. think next year if he's back, you'll see him shooting on a different rim. Yeah. <laughs> so make sure that doesn't happen again. I uh, think they made a little too big a deal about all the Curry stuff. Yeah. That was getting a little annoying. Seth Curry's not good. No. Um, he's not really a three-point shooter. And then you put Dirk, who's like 100 years old, and he's like fucking airballing him. Yeah, but Dirk hit like three threes to start off the, like, the All-Star game on Sunday, which is awesome. Because he's got, like, especially as they point out, his rainbow shot. I, I love it. Him and Alita are the same age. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, three-point contest. I, I did 
throw some money down on, on Steph Curry. So I was pissed about that. I threw some money on your boy, Devin Booker, because he had really good odds. I mean, he struggled in those first two racks. So would you say that him winning... I forgot that he won last year. Yeah. So him winning last year, is that the biggest moment in Suns basketball history? Or is it the best, only the biggest moment in the last 20 years? Oh, my God. <laughs> What's anyway. the bigger moment? What's the bigger moment for the Suns? I mean, your biggest... Back-to-back Steve Nash MVP. Yeah, okay. All right, you're right. Then the second would be leaving the bench in a fight, losing a series because (sighs) of it. Right? Then probably drafting Amari Stoudemire. That was a pretty big pick. And then probably Booker hitting the three, winning the three-point contest. There you go. Uh, Suns basketball. Catch the fever. We're going to... Get Zion. It's going to be a whole new ball game. Uh, I think the NBA will do everything in its possible. There's a better. You have a better chance of seeing Joe Harris win the three point contest again next year than you do <laughs> the Suns winning the lottery over over the Knicks. Um, but um, then the dunk contest. What did you think of the dunk contest? Uh, You're not going to get this kind of breakdown anywhere else, folks. Yeah. Either just so you know, nobody else cares like we do. I was pissed off. Like first of all. They need more star power, which I heard today that uh, who won it last year? Um, guy from Utah. Yeah, um, yeah. He called out Zion to be in it, and uh, so they're going to try to do it next year. Oh, do they think that Zion might um, announce that he's going to leave early? He's leaving early. Of um, course, he's going to leave early. I'm, just kid- I'm totally kidding. I don't think. My biggest problem with the dunk contest is that, like, you can not have a dunk and still get points. Oh. Well, Bridges, like, got a 45 in the first round. Didn't even make a dunk. Well, I think the reason they do that is because... And he ended up beating fucking uh, the guy from Wake Forest. uh, uh, The the fourth worst guy. (laughs) The guy in Atlanta? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Who was awesome in college, well, so the thing is, is like um, the reason you have to do that is because so like when um, Dennis Smith Jr. missed his dunks, the guy that wound up winning, who I can't remember, Bismack Biombo or whatever his name is, yeah. the guy that wound up winning, he uh, which he had a great check dunk. Yeah, he, he had a, yeah, he had a, I don't know if it elicits a text that says "Wow." I thought it was pretty good. He did, like, pull it, push off a little bit, but it's still... It was a good dunk. He's a fucking... When you see Shaq coming out of the stands, guy is such a monster. Yeah, yeah, he is. Hey, look. I'm walking next to the guy. I don't even want to say his name. Uh, it's just... He's just towers over him. Look, that's the signature... That's the signature dunk of this... We, You know, of the contest. He's jumping over the big guy. That was just that one specifically. Yeah. Like the whole thing about bringing out like the plane and jumping over that was stupid. Like I don't. That's like all the prop North stuff. Thing, yeah, yeah I, I understand the the reasoning behind it. Yeah, I, yeah. We've got already it. we've already gone through every dunk we could go through. There's nothing that's going to surprise Disagree. us anymore. You said everybody was saying that, and then Vince Carter came, and Vince Carter did some shit that people were like, I didn't know that that people could do shit like that. Maybe Zion's the next guy to, to do that. Dwight Howard had a pretty good thing. The worst, when you start thinking back, was when Blake Griffin jumped over the Kia. Like, 
That was the most blatant, worst promoting like thing of all time. And he made the most money probably on that. Yeah, but you're like, where's anyway? Um, but yeah, so it's terrible. And then, uh, um, but that guy deserved the win. There were like two guys that didn't have a dunk, and they still got points. <laughs> yeah, but the guy that won deserved to win. Whatever his like, name is, Hamadou Diallo. Yeah, they like. Got tired. Like you start doing these dunks, and you have to do like you have to do until you get one. And they're doing this thing like six times, and they're not getting it. And they're just like gassed out. Uh, that, we'll see. And they're embarrassed. Speaking of gassed out, I mean that's something that might have happened in the uh, three point contest as well. I just saw some bouncing. Um, you know, you could see like Steph Curry was definitely getting tired. Did you see Steph Curry's mom hit the half court shot? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. Again, enough of the curries. I'm so glad. If, if next year's is in is in Golden State, I'm flying to a different country so I can't watch it. Because I don't want any more, like, stop jamming the curries down my throat. Even though they're, I get it. They're good looking, <laughs> like, good good people. Like, I, I totally understand why. Every kid wants to be Steph. But don't, don't like, don't make this family the Mannings. I'm going to, I'm not going to be happy about it. Um... So the MVP, so the All-Star game you did not watch. Um, I saw that. There were a couple of good plays. I saw the highlights. So you saw the Giannis dunk where he basically his chest went over the rim. That was the bounce pass? Yes. That was sick. And then, uh, what's his name? Uh, Lillard had some yeah. deep threes. Well, so he, he decided to show up. When he, he got in the game, he just decided he was going to shoot. He probably shot at a rate of once every 15 seconds. Like, that guy was just going to shoot. Um, it's yeah, he had some deep threes in that second half. Yeah, Giannis was really good though. He is he is good. Um, I like the All Star. I so I haven't watched the All Star game in years. So and then last year, the MVP Kevin Durant. Yeah, Durant, and he was good. He deserved it. Like I, you know, um, but the thing is, is I never watched the All Star game. I used to watch it, and then it became so stupid. It was like I can't watch this. And then last year, because they picked teams, they did it that way, and everybody really tried. And I didn't watch it, and I was bummed. I was like, all right, next year I'm definitely watching. Didn't happen. It was still kind of like, you know. The big MVP, though, from the weekend is still Anthony Davis. Uh, This guy's a wreck. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? Uh, He... He's like, now I'll open it up to the Celtics. So... Let's just, I just want to go through his weekend, and then we can probably get. Is he a free agent in the summer? No, he's got he's restricted? got another year, and he's he's got a year left on his contract. He's a restricted free agent. Yeah, so he's got a year left. Um, so basically, if you don't know, Anthony Davis plays for the Pelicans. Their owner died, and left the team to. He's his, one of the best players in the NFL. Okay, NBA can I just finish my? And hasn't been to the playoffs. Can that's absolutely incorrect. I I would can I just finish? Yeah. Okay. So the owner of the Pelicans died. He was an old guy who married a younger woman who had been divorced twice. She inherits the team, and there's all kind of weird shit like whether or not how this happened. She inherited that team and the Saints, but she has they're a football family, not a basketball family, so she has no idea what she's doing. Like and I'm not saying well, yeah, supposedly she has no idea what she's doing. So when everybody was courting Anthony Davis, she was like, I, I don't have to trade him. He's not, he's under contract. Um, and um, 
to go back to your point, Anthony Davis not only has been in the playoffs, but last year brought beat Utah in the first round and then brought uh, Golden State to, I think, six in the second round. Remember, New Orleans went on quite a run last year. Okay. So. But that was their first time. Whatever. He's been in the league like five years, four years. Four or five years. So. He doesn't want to be on a shitty team. He doesn't want to be on this team anymore. But what he did is he said in the beginning of the year, I am here to stay. I'm going to play hard. This is what I want. You know, I love New Orleans. Da, 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 da. And then midway through the year, he was like, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to be here anymore. You got to trade me. And then, um, and then they sabotaged his trade with the Lake. Like they, or they didn't sabotage it. They just announced there's some bad blood, some bad shit happened between management. That, she talked about, yeah. Yeah, which, so, and then he said um, that he was hurt. And then the last game before the All-Star game, um, he left in the, at halftime and went to Certainly had like something, uh, shoulder injury. Yeah, but nobody really believed yeah. it, and he, he played like a little bit. Well, the thing is, is so after he got after it got outed that he was like pushing for this trade, he wanted to still be the good guy. It was like, no, I'm going to try hard. I'm just hurt now, and everyone's like, "You're so full of shit. You couldn't have handled this any worse." And so now <laughs> he shows up at All Star Weekend, and everyone wants to know where he's going if he's going to the Lakers, and he says he's got a list of teams he wants to go to, and then they want to know that and he's like. Well, no, I, I want to go to any team. And it's like, you cannot botch this any worse at every step. Like, is this guy an idiot? Is he a dick? Or is he, like, just have terrible he has people ter- making decisions for him? I think he has terrible people. Man. He, he wants to go to the Lakers. And somebody's telling him, this is how you, what you have to do to go to the Lakers. And he's just fucking it all up. Because he is real. I mean, it is, it is embarrassing. This guy. I mean, the fact that you left at halftime of, of the last game. See you guys. I gotta go to the All Star Weekend. I, tell me, tell me what happens in the rest of the game. Hit me up in a text. Let me know when the third quarter's over. Like, who does that? <laughs> uh, who wants that guy on your team? You know what I mean? I mean, yes, everybody likes to want him on their team, but I don't know. He's just he just keeps hurting his position every way. Whatever. And the fact that he then he plays in he plays four minutes in the game. Yeah. But what, what, what is the point of that? Because people in Charlotte are psyched to see Anthony Davis. I don't know. I just don't, I don't understand it. Um, good luck to you. Even though I'm sure he's going to be around, probably be in LA. But um, yeah, so that's the Anthony Davis saga. All right. Yeah. Any other NBA? I got. I mean, I could sit there and talk about all this NBA shit for a long time because. Uh, I enjoy it. Um, I don't think anyone else does. Well, I don't think anyone listens to us either. You're not really... I I see you holding back some yawns. It's all right. All right. You're not a good teammate. It's the second time that you've just agreed with me when I've been like, hey, this isn't good. And you're like, you're right. That's not good. It's not good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, anything else you have to add to NBA weekend? Uh, No. I guess that I'll just stop there. All right. Wait. Why is, is Kemba Walker really that big of a deal? <laughs> All right. Now I'm good. He was terrible on the three-point contest. Yeah. Yeah. He was awful. Uh, you know who else is awful? The woman who was interviewing everybody. She's, like, really tall, though. And she had, like, some crazy outfit that yeah. was distracting. Yes. 
Exactly. It was like like bright yellow or something. It was like some weird color. 100%. All right. Well, um, oh, the other thing they do in All-Star Weekend, every Sunday they always, they always try to add a country act in. Like they don't get that NBA fans aren't usually country music fans. Just I get that you're trying to sprinkle in different ethnicities and everything, <laughs> but let's be honest, it's a hip-hop crowd. Just, just stick. Just play the hits. That's all right. That's it. We'll see you next week. Hundredth episode. It's exciting. More NBA. Now. Yeah. Hey, want to be a? We need a. We need a guest. <laughs>